Hi folks, this is a placeholder for a content warning in case we actually have to put in a content warning, which at the moment we do not. Our next warning is, of course, that we have animals, dogs, cats, chickens. Sergey sitting right there. Oh yeah, and so they will interrupt, they can be loud, they can be disruptive, and you're warned. And the final thing to warn about is that we swear often at Sergey. Yes, who deserves it. We are not shy about our swears, and so that's why we're marked explicit. So hey, that's that's all that stuff. Um, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 197. Uh, we Goodness. have, I'm going to call it an interesting interview this week. Okay. Um, I had a chance to talk to the co-founder of Focus at Will, a company that helps you concentrate with your work and focus uh, through the use of ambient music or music types. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, no, it, it it's actually a really fascinated, fascinating discussion. And looking over the science, it's a really interesting because they have like so many staff scientists, like actual PhD scientists, and so they're they're not blowing smoke up your ass, right? Because uh, I will admit, you tell me concentrate through ambient music, and uh, I immediately start to think things. Yeah, but you're we we have to remember that you. Because of how your brain works, right? Or fails to work. No, it works. It just doesn't work like the majority of us. It's true. If you have that uh, a secondary thing in the background, it becomes a distraction, not... Uh, Unless I need the secondary thing, because frequently I need... Uh, like, that's why working at a coffee shop is great. Right, right. And and this is all, this is all sort of um, uh, ambient uh, and... Uh, lyricless tracks, so it's just music, music. It's not like me, who I'm like, yes, I can be singing along to Icon for Hire at the same time I'm cranking out line after line of code. Yes, whereas right. I have a very hard time listening to things with lyrics that I'm interested in because I just start typing the lyrics. Yeah, and I mean, you generally just turn off the radio in the truck when you don't have a podcast going because... The music, like lyrical music, whether you know the lyrics or not, whether you're interested in the lyrics or not, they tend to distract you. This is what you have told me in the past. It, it's true. And also uh, having, being both increasingly hard of hearing and uh, having some auditory processing issues, uh, a lot of music, unless I concentrate very hard, uh, let me clarify, a lot yeah. of the music you really like. Yes. Uh, yes. I I just hear kind of uh, growly white noise unless I yeah. sit and concentrate on what they're saying. And if I do that, then I'll swerve all over the road. So, right. right. I, uh, one minorly amusing thing about uh, a phenomenon many people with ADHD have is if you're checking a map, you have to turn the radio down. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and because the it's like... Uh, no, I have to focus on this. I have to turn this down so that I can focus on this other thing. Yeah, whereas I can have my phone with the map here. I can have loud music. I can be driving, and I can turn it down, track the music, and still have a conversation with the person in the seat next to me. Right. Which is, yeah, uh, 
feels almost like the opposite of what you would expect from ADHD versus non-ADHD, but... Uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all attention, uh, ability to, to focus attention disorders. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is not your typical interview. Um, I started in on the first question, Will went. And so before we wrapped, I got in the last two questions, <laughs> but it was almost like having a personal TED talk. So it was really energizing and very exciting. But on the other hand, it was also, you know, this is not your typical interview. Gotcha. And I mean, come on, when is it not cool when you get to sit down with someone who played guitar both for the Eurythmics and London Beat to talk about this cool thing he's built? <laughs> I mean, you know, that was that was really the cool, cool part. And, and we go into uh, some of that as well. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we've got coming up. And there's no, no content warning around that. Um, so it's just... I. I'm like, this is not a normal interview, but I'm still really excited about it. Cool. Because cool. it, it, it was a really fascinating thing. So um, I, I, I'm excited to share it. Now, on the other end of things, uh, let's talk about your productivity this week. Uh, it's, well, uh, first of all, we should say we got our second uh, yes. vaccination on Friday. So this weekend was a wash. We, we laid in bed. And, you know, you laid in bed significantly more than I did. I did. Uh, I uh, uh, got the the mild fever and you just got a headache from hell. Yeah, I had a headache from hell for Saturday and I tire a little more easily right now. That's yeah. about it. Whereas I was definitely knocked down harder, but yeah. I bounced back a lot quicker. Like I'm not getting tired. Yeah. yeah like I just went out today and planted uh, uh, eight trees. Yeah, like, so. and then even as late as, I want to say Monday or Tuesday, uh, I think it was Monday I was out refilling the water for the chickens. And I was like, I need a nap after this. Usually something that isn't that strenuous for me. It's basically start hose, move hose, move hose, cover things, you know, whatever. No, I'm like, I I need to sit down for a bit and and recover from basically walking around the yard. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but in terms of side effects, that was it for me yeah. or has been it Lacey, for me. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Cool your jets. Uh, yeah. So, um, so that was great. Like other, obviously weekend was a loss, but, uh, yeah. the, uh, I've never been so happy to feel so crappy, you know, <laughs> you're uh, happy. You're crappy. You're happy. You're crappy, crappy, happy, happy, crappy. Uh, Okay, well, I'll now we know the what the content now. warning needs yeah. to be for Kevin's singing. Um, hey, my singing is still better than yours. That's th Yeah, that's not saying much. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, so, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, other than that, you know, um, I'm, I was trying to do the, uh, I will make at least 500 words a day while I'm doing spring garden madness and... I've been doing good. I've been exceeding 500 every day. You know, it's like 1,000, 600, 800, um, which is good. It's uh, it's nice not to be forcing myself to do the full 1,000 because then everything I go over the 500, I feel like an accomplishment instead of, oh, God, yeah. I haven't quite done, you know, the amount. Because then as soon as that's done, 
like I said, I went and planted uh, eight trees and uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of, of smaller plants that uh, out in the woods. And um, I've been planting, you know, tomatoes and moving dirt around and making Kevin move dirt around. Oh, yeah. And tomorrow, I suppose I'm going grocery shopping. But uh, And making me move dirt around because there are bags of dirt in the back of the pickup. Yes. Uh, but uh, I also want to go out to, like, the... Uh, the stone place and pick up some some stone and lay in part of it on the uh, desire path is what it's called, oh, is okay. what architects okay. call it when you have like sidewalks and whatnot, but then you have a clear path that people have worn. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the desire path. That tells you where people wanted to go was, you know, cutting across <laughs> things. So uh, those are known as desire paths. And the dogs have a very clear one. Yes, they do. And, that, and I'm like, okay, I could fight this and keep trying to put in ground covers and keep watching them be killed. Or I could go get some nice flat rocks and just, yeah. you know, put it in and accept the, the situation. And uh, incidentally, if you're looking to get rocks for a, uh, a garden project, do not go to... A big box store with rocks, they will charge you like five bucks a rock or something ridiculous. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, go to a place that is like a rock wholesaler from a quarry where they're like, yeah, just put as much as you want on the scale. I, I will get, you know, as many rocks as I can possibly imagine lifting in three days and yeah, uh, for, and it'll be like, you have $2 worth of rocks. You know, I think one time I managed seven dollars because I got the really, really good rock. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, it's uh, it's much better. Do Did that. you? I I always sort of wonder. They have the pallets of the rocks straight from the quarry. How much does that cost comparatively? Uh, I well, they don't offer something like that at Lowe's, but like you could get one of those big uh, wire cages yeah, of rocks. Yeah. yeah, you you could get one of those for a couple hundred bucks. And, like, some of them are, uh, you know, super ritzy slabs of uh, you people make, you know, uh, granite countertop kind of things out of them. Yeah, yeah. And those might run you as much as three or four hundred, but most of them were like, here's a giant ass thing of rocks for uh, 90 bucks. Go yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Here, well, you're going to need a forklift to get it off, but. We'll yeah. get it on the truck for you. Yeah, that's that's what stops me is my <laughs> lack of a forklift. Um, as with so many projects, oh, that's fair. My lack of a forklift. Anyway, so yeah, it's it's yeah, actually been no, really no. good. Um, I've been getting stuff done. I've been getting a lot of garden stuff done. Uh, I, it's good. Um, I'm honestly a little alarmed because things are going well, and that's probably a sign I'll be hit by a bus. So. I've hit a lull. Oh. The frustrating kind of lull where, like, I was sitting down filling out my schedule, my planner page for this week, and I'm like, I have a spot here for, like, my big work task of the week, and I don't have anything to put in there. Like, the last couple weeks, I've had, you know, a couple things that have been multi-week tasks, so I can say this is, of my three priorities... This one is is a top priority this week, and that one is the priority next week, and and around that. And I've hit that that weird space where I I'm waiting for the emergence of the next one. It's like 
I've been following up on one and I know the work's coming, but now it's gone from the work needs to be done now to, well, we're going to have to manage schedules and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, okay, let's just let that one go for a little bit and, and just keep it on the back burner. So I've got like four things on the back burner waiting for their right moment. Last time this happened, all four happened at once. Oh, there's not always the way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to, to manage that, uh, and it's actually not a bad week for that because I am still having some ongoing fatigue issues. Right. You know, right. I go out, I give the chicken treat, chicken treats, I come in and I have to sit for a minute. Like, you know, not to get my head straight, but just because I'm tired. I want to nap like mid afternoon. And I, that's when all my meetings happen kind of thing. Right. So, uh, it, that should be, Gone probably Let us clarify, week. this is not to dissuade anyone from nope. getting the second shot. Please, for the love of God, do it. Yep. It's it's fabulous. This is just the the side effects are not bad. Like, no. uh, they're, uh, you know, uh, mild fatigue for a couple of days or, uh, in my case, the two rough days and then you're great, which, honestly, I, I will take that deal. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I, and the thing is that I think... What I've been experiencing is probably more common because it's so, and it, because it's so mild, nobody's going to complain about that. This country, at least in the United States, everybody's going to go, "Oh, I'm just being a wuss." Yeah, you know, because in the United States, no one wants to admit they're sick until they're literally in bed, curled up in fetal position, and can't walk yeah. or whatever. Um, because we're stupid sometimes. Be that as it may, you know, so the majority of people, like, we hear about all the people who have the rougher time of it, and the majority don't. And everyone who's been, like, I've been seeing the statistics that, like, something like 8% of people aren't coming back for their second shot. The thing is, what's misleading about that particular headline, that includes people who couldn't get an appointment for the second shot. Ah, yeah. And so it's not necessarily, oh, people don't want it because they're afraid of side effects. Uh, a lot of times they couldn't book the damn appointment. Right, and I th but I think uh, the the commenter I saw on it was this is not the right headline. The headline should be ninety two percent of people are getting their second shot. Yeah, right. That's huge. Oh yeah, yeah. So much. Yeah, yeah. So get your second shot. Yep. Get your first shot if you can. Get your second shot if you can get like oh like the Johnson and Johnson one and done. Do it. Um, Jacob had it and it seems to have been, he, he's like, yeah, I was a little, I was tired the next day, but you know, I'm better now. So yeah. And get it for all of our friends who are immunocompromised and can't get the damn shot. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have two friends who literally cannot get the shot. Yep. Or have the, the weird obscure allergy. That, yeah. 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 And that's, it's, so it's literally on, they are the, the, corner cases those edge cases where they cannot get the shot and it's up to the rest of us to be responsible for them so we get herd immunity yes yeah yeah so anyway that's anyway, that now that we've had that PSA. rant yeah uh otherwise you know um i've been playing a game again Kevin has been playing a dating sim. He has never played one before, and it is honestly hilarious and adorable to watch him go through it. Plus, the game is um, Max Gentleman Sexy Business, which I supported on Kickstarter when it came out just purely. I'm like, okay, this may be the... It's a Victorian business romance dating sim. 
is have the deeper you go into the different storylines with the different um, uh, heirs and heiresses that you're attempting to woo, the weirder they get. It's it is. He keeps reading me bits. It's hilarious and uh, adorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, okay, what's adorable is mostly Kevin playing a dating sim, uh, but uh, it's very sweet. It's, uh, this said not safe for work. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, they they do have a sliding scale. One of the things they did put on it is that uh, you can decide how naughty you want to be, and then if you want the maximum sexy content, you have to go separately and download the uncensored add-on. Yes. So, uh, you know, this is not something to give to your kids if you happen to have kids, but it's even even the censored version as it were is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the Battle Butler gets me every time. Yeah, the Battle <laughs> Butler. Anyway, um, so yes, uh it's it's uh, Kevin is having a good time with that. I am playing Cozy Grove, which uh, imagine Animal Crossing if it was about death instead of capitalism. It's very, very adorable. Yeah, I might, I might have to check that one out when I'm done with this. Although it depends. If Boyfriend Dungeon comes out first, I'm going to have to play <laughs> that because now apparently I've discovered I, I kind of like some of these dating sims. Y'all are going to write in and tell me which ones I should play, aren't you? Please ya? write in and tell Kevin which ones he should play. The only one I've ever played was Had a Full Boyfriend which I loved passionately and uh I but I I understand that it may not have been a typical experience. Yeah. Anyway, look so look over you my shoulder sleeping chickens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I have I have this um interview with Will Henshaw who was as I mentioned uh a musician. He played with Eurythmics. He was a founding member member of London. He's B probably still a musician. Oh yeah, but he's been focused on tech. Yeah for the last 20 some years and it's fascinating i mean really engaging and i had a great time talking to will and we're going to share that with you right after this here today with Will Henshaw of Focus at Will. I'm really excited to be talking to Will. Um, so, Will, can you introduce yourself and tell us about what it is you do? Well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, looking forward to talking to you. Uh, one of the things that I found intriguing about what you've been doing is that I, too, am a productivity lunatic. I hate to waste time when I'm working. <laughs> time is the most precious resource we have as a human. Oh, yeah. What is the precious thing? It's our time. Yeah, we have yeah. a finite amount of time on this planet, each of us, and let's use it wisely, you know. Yep. So um, my, my background is, uh, as you can hear from my accent, I'm uh, originally uh, British. I live in California, and my career has had three very different um, phases. When I was uh, in my teens and 20s, 
I was very interested in recording studio work and became a recording engineer and a music producer and had some hits in the 80s. Then I moved to the other side of the glass, as they say, to become a, a musician and a songwriter. And I had all kinds of, all kinds of, tried all kinds of things. I, I worked with a British band called Eurythmics for a while. Oh, I, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them. That's how old you are, actually, Kevin. <laughs> if you're under 30, you may not be that familiar, unless, unless you listen to oldies. I'm a huge, huge fan in the 80s. Oh, love good. Them, love and then... Yeah, yeah. After I was, uh, after a brief stint there, I formed my own band called London Beat, and we had five number one songs. I was signed to a major label, was the main writer. In fact, I've got one queued up right here. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. High school memories right there. There you go. I was the founder of the band, and I was the guitarist and the white guy. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, an example of mm-hmm. of my of my music career. That was that was one of the most played songs in the world in the '90s on radio all over the world. It was number one in oh, like yeah. 45 countries or something. Oh, I remember vividly. I, I remember it in the clubs. I loved that song. Great. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, after I after I did that, I got very interested in tech. And uh, I come from a long line of British inventors, and my dad's an inventor, and my granddad was an inventor, my great-grandfather's an inventor, uh, usually sort of odd, wacky British inventions. You know, you know the Brits are uh, famous for kind of inventing soccer, right, what they call football there. And um, they're also uh, renowned for inventing interesting things, such as Tim Berners-Lee, who invented the World Wide Web. Um, yep the jet engine, the hovercraft, the, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a long tradition in the UK of building better mousetraps. And yeah. because I was in the recording business as an artist, and I got very interested in digital technology, digital recording technology early, I really wanted to work with other musicians who I'd met around the world. Friend in Cuba, I met someone in Miami, I met someone in, I met all these guys around the world. And so, um, along with uh, three other guys, we created something called Rocket Network, and we created the online digital collaboration system called Rocket Network, which which developed some technology called Rocket called um, Digi Delivery, which we then sold to Avid, which is Pro Tools. Oh, so right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. If anybody listening to this knows Pro Tools or uses Pro Tools, it's a uh, Standard audio, professional audio recording tool. It's like the sort of word processor of pro audio. And the cloud collaboration system that's in that is the basis. Uh, we, we created the basis of that. So I like to say, yeah, I've written, I've written five number one records, but I've also got five patents. <laughs> I'm much more proud of the patents than the, <laughs> than the number I have, one. Uh... Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I have some stories in some, uh, some collections, uh, and as a former English major, like, I'm very proud of that. Yeah, I've done all this work in tech and open source mm-hmm. and all this stuff over the years, but those, like, two, three stories that are in the Library of Congress, you know, as right. part of those collections, right. that's, that's, like, that was the life goal right there, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you want to leave a legacy, you know. 
Yeah. So that's um that those that the the two main areas of my life up to then. One being a professional artist, touring, promoting, you know, we were doing radio music. London Beat was all about the radio. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, as I said, we you still hear our stuff. It's it's um, one of our songs. That one is is in the top one hundred most played songs in many countries. And that includes everything, the Beatles and you know, Elvis oh, yeah, yeah. and everything. So that was that was uh, <laughs> that was quite a ride. I would describe that as. I'm I'm uh, sober, have been um, uh, th throughout that whole time. So people always used people ask me the question, you know, what was it like? I'm like, well, I was tired. <laughs> 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 a lot of early early days and late nights and. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then then the tech world. I moved to I moved from New York and London, where I was living when I was in the band. I, I moved to San Francisco, and started Rocket Network, and we yeah, ended, yeah. we raised close to fifty million dollars. I went through the the dot com, the first dot com, and uh, come and gone, yeah. and uh, only sold the company in two thousand three. And then after that, I got to the third thing, which is completely related to what we're talking about today. Yeah, when I sold. Uh, Rocket Network to Digidesign, Avid, same com same company. In 2003, they uh, I had to go and work there. And up to then, I'd always been the, the boss, and I'd, I'd had different yeah. ways of working. But they expected me to come into the office, to sit down in a booth, in a cubicle, um, and work. And I, I was like, how do I do that? <laughs> How can I be productive? It's nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, hello. Now, even though I was working on stuff there, I was implementing the Rocket Network, the cloud, what became the cloud collaboration technology into the products there. It was very interesting. I just couldn't do it. I could not sit and be productive. And they said, no, we need you on, we need you on site. That's the way our policy works. I don't know if I can do anything here because I have to go for a walk. I have to go down to the beach. I have to do. I have to do stuff to let these things, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to do the actual writing of the specification. That's the end bit. That's like ten percent of the actual work. The rest of the time, I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> I'm looking into the top right hand corner, feverishly hoping that, you know, something fantastic is going to appear. Yeah. Oh no so, no no. I I've been writing documentation the last two weeks, and yeah, that that you just gotta you gotta walk away. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stop thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So that led me to listening to music, and uh, I, I had a few friends at the time who were just coming to the end of their medical training. You know, if you once you've trained as a physician, and then you can go on to do other specialities, that can mean that you've been. You've been at school for 12 years, basically. That's a long yeah. time to be at school. How do you, how do you, how do, how does someone who is motivated both in a sort of vocation as a, as a doctor, who is also very distracted because they're also being a, a, an internist at the same time as they are going out and, 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 and learning? And two or three of my friends said, Oh, I got the secret. One of them said, It's trance music, it's trance electronica, trance dance. And then another one of my friends, also a doctor, said, no, it's not that. It's this very specific piece of bark. It's a bark <laughs> fugue. And I was like, wow, you, you guys are very similar. They were both two men. You're both very similar 
but the kind of music you like is different. And then I started digging into it and I found that hmm, trance music is nearly always at a hundred. Uh, this is like specific trance. If someone's yeah, yeah. just high trance or, or whatever that, that those genres are is often between 128 and 132 beats per minute. A lot of the bark fugues are generally played at about 60 to 65 beats per minute. And there is usually a doubling up of the speed in that. So if you have a trance strike that's going bing, ding, 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 digga, 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 and if you hear a bark track, it's going the actual pulses of the note speeds are very similar. That's when the light bulb went off for me and I got fascinated with pulses. Um, I went and met as many neuroscientists as I could. I did a, uh, I applied to be part of a course at the Singularity University, which is in um, Silicon Valley, the Google funded organization. And uh, I did, I did an exec course and then I did a lot of other things there. Through them, I met some fantastic, uh, neuroscientists, psychologists, people who are interested in how and why the brain works. And I was able to synthesize out of that, this direction, this idea of, you know, there is special types of music that will help you work and concentrate. Here's the problem. Knowing that if you try and find music, you know, and like that you think might work on Spotify or Apple music or YouTube, it often doesn't work. Sometimes it works, but it's not consistent, right? The reason why that now <laughs> I'm winding forward five years, if that's all right with you, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 five years. Yeah, no, that's a lot of research. We can't go, we, we, we can't cover five years worth of research yeah, in, no. in you know, like five here's, minutes here's or whatever. What we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's what we found out. We found out that the human brain, in particular, your non-conscious attention. So there's two parts of the way your brain works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just generalizing, right? There's my conscious attention talking to you right now. And then there's my non-conscious attention, which is keeping me safe while I talk to you right now. Yep. So my non-conscious attention is checking for footsteps, checking for intruders in my house, loud noises. Is someone cooking bacon over there? What's going on? That's the thing that is always looking out for things to try and distract you while the you, which is me talking to you, is trying to talk to you. A little like having the kids in the back seat constantly bugging you. Do you have kids yourself? Um, mine are in college now, so I know exactly what you're you talking remember. about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. yeah. Every time I hear yeah. about coworkers having new kids, you know, having like their toddlers or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> I am so glad that's over. Oh. <laughs> right. I mean, the truth is, we're all familiar with this idea of the kids in the backseat, metaphorically speaking, if not actually, as you and I are both fathers, we, we know of. Yeah. And what you have to do when you're trying to work and be productive on a computer, this is very, it, it, think about this, sitting and working on a computer, if you look at how long we've been doing that in terms of the eons of evolutionary time over billions of years, it's a tiny, 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 tiny blip. We're not oh, yeah. designed yeah, yeah, with yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if, if you think about even cavemen terms, which is times, which is, you know, in, in, in human terms is also kind of recent. 
Um, you and I might be sitting having a cave beer, <laughs> cave, right? And right. out of out of the cave entrance over there behind us, we would both have, and we're doing maybe we're doing a cave painting, right? We're painting, <laughs> painting yeah, yeah, the yeah. walls or whatever it is on the cave wall. What would happen back then is that we would both have our ears listening for intruders, listening for danger out of the cave entrance. And we'd be listening for, you know, sounds of animals, dicks breaking, large predator walking around, or dead silence. Everything goes quiet. We're like, whoa. I'd be like, Kevin. Right? Right. So, no, um, I, I, I keep chickens, and I can actually tell, you know, like, if – they're doing their thing. They're they're you know sort of doing their little quiet clucking and they're they're scratching or whatever. But if the birds around them go silent, or if they go silent, I'm like, uh -huh. okay, maybe I need to step outside and make sure there's nothing picking on them. Right? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to your brain at work. <laughs> no. What what's happening? Just being serious for a second is that we all have this reflex in our brain, which is to do with our safety. And it's the fight and flight reflex. Yep. That fight or flight is the and thing freeze. that distracts you when you're trying to get something done. Right? Yeah. So, fight, um, flight, or freeze, actually. I only found out about freeze myself like two years ago. Right. Yes, yeah. it, you're quite right. There is, there is fight, flight, or freeze. It depends on the animal. It's the yeah. same response. And um, we... Because of my background as a musician, and because right. I knew a lot about which songs do you play in which order when you're doing a show. Mm -hmm. For instance, if you're at a wedding and the DJ plays the wrong song, what happens? Clears the floor. Oh. Or, yeah. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We've all seen that. That is a really good example of the order of songs that are being played do not line up properly to the expected goal of what you're trying to do. If you're a wedding, you're going to have a good time. You're going to be dancing, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. what happens when you're working is that if you play music that is not designed specifically to help you work, you'll be able to find music that, you know, blocks out the people talking, you know, two officers down or the sound of, you know, noise outside your window. But what will happen is that your, your brain will start tuning it out. Your brain will start going, oh, I don't have to worry about that sound anymore. And the little voices in your head will start distracting you again. We found in Folks at Will there are very specific types of music, no vocals, all instrumental. We found that it's very important to figure out where, what kind of brain type do you have? Yeah, yeah. So, how easily distracted are you? I could ask you that question, Kevin. How easily distracted are you, Kevin? It's, it's uh, well, right now, since there's a cat actively trying to uh, uh, operate my mouse, reasonably. Sergi, stop, buddy. Stop. Come here. Here. We're going to do this again. Here. Say hi to Sergi. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> There, yeah. Now I'm like, let me turn off the keyboard before he once again steps on the print screen button, and I end up with 15 screenshots. Right. But, um, oh, in other words, yes, you're kind of distractible, but 
Don't fear. In fact, Kevin, welcome to most of my favorite humans because oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> the most productive, most creative, generally the higher paid, most fun people you want to hang out with are also the most easily distracted. Oh, yeah. Right. It comes with, think about, how about Elon Musk? Well, let's Justin not, Trump's let's not, let's not think about Elon Musk. We, we actually oh, kind of. Yeah, he's he's talk about exactly someone the who's, greatest person, but yeah, no, he's not. Just look about how his <laughs> he is so hyper, he is so distracted, he does just so much stuff going on. He defines oh, yeah, yeah. D D D D H H D D. There's probably a new set of oh, numbers yeah. to describe him, right? <laughs> we all know someone who is extremely like that in our lives. Oh, Statistically, yeah. about one person in twenty is something like that, and ADHD is not. It's not a disorder. It's just the way you're wired. Yeah. So, right. So we found this in folks that will that the type of music you need is re to, to focus when you're mm -hmm. getting into a flow state is related to how easily distracted you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like my wife can't listen to anything with lyrics at all. Right. You know, I, I can't, to be honest with you, yeah. no, I can't like right. mine. I can't just have instrumentals on. I will, you know, I have my Spotify playlist of my sisters that slay. I'm a, I'm a metal person. Right. I'm a rock person, right? That's fine. Just enough to keep me from getting overly distracted with everything else going on in the house and focus on work, right? But it's you're right. It's very, very specific. There are a lot of people who would look at my playlist and go, I cannot possibly work to that, right? <laughs> again and again. So yeah. on the Focus at Will website, which is Focus atwill.com. Just on the homepage, there is a quiz and it'll ask you 17 questions and it has an 80% accuracy in predicting which kind of genre of music will work best for you. Now, I'm going to play a couple of the examples live off of the Folks at Will site right here. Yeah, yeah. There are 12 different types of music that people's brain types sit in. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and about 40% of everyone uh, we have a couple of million users on the system, so but about forty, about forty percent listen to this. Uh -huh. So this is a down tempo. There it goes. Bill general. Hmm. Takes a while to get going, but yeah, that's okay. the idea. There's no vocals. It just has this pulse in the background. Yeah. Now, about 30% of our users listen to this. This is not tempo. Pulse <laughs> is much faster. There, okay. Yeah, I'm getting some right. of it. Yeah. Right. Got to have that uns uns. Yeah, it's the it's exactly that. Now, what's really interesting is what's really interesting is that about ten percent of our users listen to this. And I predict that you would probably find this quite effective. Is, is that a washing machine? 
ADHD type one. <laughs> Now, if you're listening to this and you have ADD, mm-hmm. you're likely to find this like, yeah, that'll help clot my brain and allow me to, mm-hmm. to work. If you don't have ADD, this is done it off. That will be extremely difficult to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. About 5% of our users listen to that channel it sounds like that. There's lots of material like that. Oh, it's yeah. based on Gabba House, which is this European, very, very fast, very aggressive metal-sounding dance, metallic-sounding dance music. And what it's doing is it's overclocking the brain in a very similar way that the stimulants that uh, that you can be prescribed, you know, out of The ones my wife is on, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's to do with the way uh, we have a, a really great science team in the company. And our main science advisor is Dr. Ned Hallowell. He is a psychiatrist based on the East Coast. His, his uh, feedback and research has been instrumental in us figuring this out. And he told me how to think about ADHD and if you've not heard this it's worth me while just repeating it's pretty it's pretty short he said we all have a clock at the back of our brain and about four times a second it says do the thing you're doing so right now i'm talking to kevin so my clock is going talk to kevin talk to kevin every quarter of a second talk to kevin because the kids in the back are going to distract me so it's going no talk to kevin talk to kevin now if my clock is running slowly in other words if that command is not happening four times a second what's going to happen is this talk to kevin and now my attention is wandering i'm like whoa what's the cat doing over there i'm hungry uh was that a squirrel and then it'll go talk to kevin i'm like oh sorry kevin uh what was saying again and then there's a long period where my attention is going to wander and then it's going to go talk to kevin i'm like hey (laughs) my my wife uh uh uh, compared it to having um a radio where it would just sort of switch stations you'd have to go drag it back to the station where you were yeah working on Uh, the thing yeah yeah, yeah. great that's a really good metaphor and what the uh, Adderall is doing what the stimulants are doing, or coffee. A lot of people who self-administer so much self-medication with coffee. Right. Yeah, yeah. What it's doing is it's speeding the clock up, so it's going talk to Kevin, talk to Kevin, talk to Kevin, talk to Kevin. I got it, talk to Kevin, because it's speeding my brain up. Now, what's happening with the focus at will system is this: if you are ADHD and you find yourself easily distracted, this which is the high-energy version of the ADHD channel, really helps because it is clocking my brain. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, talk to Kevin. Okay, talk to Kevin. Okay, talk to Kevin, right? So weirdly, if you have ADD or you have a lot of trouble, you get distracted easily, your brain clock is running slowly, not fast. Right. There's a There's a kind of inverse of that too that i asked this direct question to to ned hallowell dr hallowell is like does that mean that if someone is 
really good at, say, meditating, like the Dalai Lama, <laughs> right? Does that mean his internal clock is running really fast? Said, yes, it does. Ah, okay. So your internal clock has to run fast for you to slow down. Right. right. You, for you to appear to slow down, for you mm -hmm. to be able to focus and get into a flow state on something. Yeah. 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 Isn't that interesting? Yeah. We so found we that the there's a link between those two things. Yeah. Yeah. So we can go to the website and we can do a self-eval mm -hmm. and, uh, and maybe get some good stuff for ourselves. We have many other types of channels. If your clock is running fast, which means that you can concentrate pretty quickly, one of my favorite channels, it's the new one, actually, we just launched this in the last week, called Zen Piano, and it sounds like this. Actually, you have to be speaking a little because the uh, the thing will oh, consider the background and cancel. Oh, I see, <laughs> that's what happens on the system. Okay, so here it is, right? This is called Zen Piano, and the Zen Piano is very slow. I'm going to turn that off because it makes me... Ah, I'm back. Uh, yeah, so... I get stressed because I'm, it sounds, it's more like I'm in an elevator, or the lobby of someplace too expensive for me to be standing in. <laughs> you remember earlier in the conversation, uh, you, yeah. said that, you, know, I did, you said that you get distracted easily, and I said, welcome to my friends and my people, my favorite. I'm, like, I'm exactly like you, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. You know, those of us that get a lot of stuff done need a lot of stuff happening in our brain. Right. Now, evolutionarily then, here's the question. Why is it that some people are wired like that? What? How did this work? Because clearly it is advantageous to us as humans for a percentage of us to be like this. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, <laughs> when, when you break it down to the hunter-gatherer, you've got, I mean, you've got obviously the hunters. You've got, but more importantly, you have the people around, the, around in the gathering or in the preparation or in the propagation of the species. I mean, it's, it's really kind of self-evident that the people, this, this is probably a trait that was developed evolutionary as part of the homesteading, right? As part of the child it rearing. Is. It is, but guess what it's really good for? When there's conflict, when there ah. is when there is danger, because people who are who need a lot of stimulation to be able to focus and concentrate are amazing in a crisis. Our leaders. Now we came out of the cave, we went back to the camp back in the day, and then yep. the neighboring tribe are flinging arrows. It's a, you know, <laughs> it's a shit show, can't I? It's a shit show. There's yeah. going on. It's, it's crazy. Somebody, Kevin, you're going to be like, I got this. Because you're really calm in a crisis. You'll be like, I got this. You can sit over there, da-da-da. Most people are losing their head. It's going crazy. But you... I and people like you and me, we're like, I got this. Don't worry about it. It's it's, it's actually something I've noticed. Is my, my first response is, okay, crisis. All right, we're going to tamp everything else down. We're going to deal with the crisis. We're mm -hmm. going to get it over with. And then if we're going to freak out, it's time to freak out. If we're going to have oh, our... Yeah, 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 later. I can curl into a ball and weep uncontrollably. But right now, I have to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So some people who are really good due to the way their brain works, really good in a crisis, work best when there's a lot of stimulation. So there are some jobs that are today's jobs, like air traffic control, 
There's a lot going on. You have thousands of people's lives, literally, in your it, it, I, it, under your fingers uh, every day. I actually have an interview with an air traffic controller uh, that will have aired a couple weeks ago. Ah, right. Yeah. So and um, yeah, no. Um, I have, uh, and and we've seen that with uh, across the the variety of guests we've had. Right. Right. Many of yeah. them, I presume, if they're drawn to productivity, will tell you they're really good in a crisis. And here's some other jobs. Doctors, first responders, any kind of emergency work at all. Um, teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth grade teachers. Yeah, there's a lot going on there, right? My, my longtime friend, the firefighter. Yeah. Um, who has Anything? risen. Yeah, now he's, he's captain of – he's a captain now. But, like, when I first met him, he was still, you know – Frontline, EMT, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, uh, how did my wife say it? The, the person I most want to have to pull me out of burning wreckage if I'm ever in burning wreckage. Yep. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so these um, are all people mm-hmm. that are really good when there's a lot of things going on. So that same person sitting in front of a computer trying to do some work, and about 20% of the population are, yeah, yeah. Are like this. Uh, Unless there is enough stimulation going on, they will not be able to easily focus and concentrate. And that is where the music service, folks at will, which is music for working, comes in handy because you can dial in what you want and then on demand get into a flow state. So that leads me naturally, actually, to one of my questions. And that is, so I'm pretty sure you use focus at will pretty regularly, Mm -hmm. right? What else do you use to keep yourself productive? We have done a lot of, I'm a bit of a data lunatic. I've done a lot of asking <laughs> a lot of people a lot of questions. Yeah. And I'll actually tell you the answers to three questions that really surprised me. We have 20, we have a sort of a test group of 25,000 super, super engaged users. These are the, these are the people that use this all day, every day. And if I send an email, I, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. back. I said, what's your biggest challenge at work? Open-ended question. What's your biggest challenge at work? Yeah. And the answer came back, happiness. I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That is the big challenge that they all said. I thought it was going to be like, oh, I want to make more money or I don't like my boss. But no, no, no. It was, I want to be happy at work. And then the next question was, what do you do about that? And two-thirds of them said, I like to listen to music when I'm working because it makes me happy when I'm working. And then the yeah. third question was, what do you mean by being happy? They said, because I'm being productive. Yeah. So when you're being productive, when you're in a flow state, when you're actually getting something done, that is what makes us humans, all of us, happy. Yeah. That so, sense of achievement. Yeah, yeah. So but what else do you do? Still, well, we to music. Yeah. So I want to yeah. cycle back to the question, which was, yeah, yeah. we asked them, what else do you do? Yeah. We found some really interesting things, Kevin. This one is of the stuff th- I love, yeah. <laughs> one of the things was, if you're in a room mm-hmm. and your computer monitor is at a different level of brightness to the window or the office light, it is significantly distracting. Oh. Because you are straining either peering at a screen that's not bright enough or being dazzled by the screen in a darker room. On Mac computers, and I think some of the 
uh, Windows machines too now. The new, especially in 10, yeah, yeah. There's a auto setting that automatically dims and brights your screen. Use it. It takes a bit of getting used to, but use it. Helps you with eye strain, helps you with tiredness, and it really helps you with productivity. Another thing we found was make sure, if you can, where you're sitting, where you're working, is facing the door. Oh, God, yes. Is facing the door. I'm going to say that again because this is really important. It's not like critical. It's not like a nice thing. This is important because if you are working and you're hearing things behind you because the door's behind you, it will distract you. Your non-conscious mind is going to be going, wait a minute, is that? It's always looking for food, sex, and danger, everybody. And is that someone bringing me a sandwich? Is that going to, someone going to club me over the head with a stick? Or is that something else, right? Yeah. I mean, you'll notice my, my space behind me, it is a wall, and it is covered in art, and it has other monitors, but it's the door is not there. Yes. The door is, the door is, the one door is opposite me, and the other door is right here to my left, where they're exactly. always in my field of view. Yeah. Always. It is really, really. A um, couple of other things we found was the height of your chair is very important. If you're... It, it depends what kind of chair you're on, how high your desk is. There's a bunch of things around this. But oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. If you could put your feet flat on the floor and then have your legs sort of at a natural angle, so your knees are at 90 degrees and then your feet are at 90 degrees, it somehow, I have no idea why, but a few people told us this, get the height of your chair to be exactly the right height so that you're, you're sort of symmetrical, 90 degrees on your knees and then 90 degrees on your your ankles. Now, you can get these uh, little risers to, to put your feet on, but they're often at an angle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? I use an architect's chair, so there's actually a platform. There you go. There you, go. you know, you, you, I can you, adjust you, to put my feet wherever. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but we found there's something there is. I'd be fascinated to find out if anybody's listening to this to find out why is this, that there is a distinct link between the, the shape of your feet and your legs and being productive over time. This is like where you sit every day, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of other things that we found uh, are critical are over time, if you're getting repetitive strain injury, carpal tunnel. Oh, yeah. It is going to be like a slow, it's like leaving the light on when you leave the house every day. You're just paying for it. And what's happening is that you are gradually, over time, decreasing your productivity. So there are ways to do that. One of them is do not use your laptop because your hands are kind of in this unnatural way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Related to that, your neck is down. If you're putting your laptop on a table, your neck is down, which is odd. You, ideally, you need to have the top of your screen level with your eyes. Um, and don't use a laptop. If you are using a laptop, make sure you have a screen, an external monitor, and use a use a, um, a you know a, a separate keyboard. I'm going to say one of the one of the most important things. I've been working from home for eleven years. Okay, I'm I'm a long time remote worker, and one of the things I found a long time ago is a good ergonomic keyboard that is separate mm -hmm. from the from the actual laptop and an yeah. external monitor. Get that yeah. the, because the laptop screen really isn't designed for, I guess, necessarily sitting in front of for eight, ten hours at a stretch. You exactly. know? And 
Exactly. You know, it's supposed to be mobile and, okay, I'm done now, pack, pack it up, go to the next place, and then open it up, not sit and stare at for hour after hour after hour. Most of us yeah. tend to work in the same place. I mean, not always, mm-hmm. but or you're setting up somewhere. We found that was important. We found that uh, you have to know your own cycle. Now, your own work cycle, your own flow state cycle. And the, the folks that will system the app, it, this is available both on a, on a mobile app and uh, on a... Yeah, 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 on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we find that there is... Uh, if you're not using a system like the folks at World System to, to, to time things, most people can work for about 25 minutes. And I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even need to ask you really to ask you about the Pomodoro system. No, oh, Pomodoro is, yeah, we've, we've, we've right? covered. We've talked about that many times, I presume. Now, the Pomodoro is based on the fact that most people can work for 20 minutes before they need to take a break for five minutes. And that is kind of evolutionarily driven because most of us can do something very intense for 20 minutes and then we have to stop. Oh yeah. Right. If you ride a motorcycle very fast after 20 minutes, you've, you've got to slow down. You can't keep that up any longer. Right. So yeah, the focus system, what we've found is that we can hack that. We can, there are ways that the system is able to learn what works best for you, but extend the amount of, of, contig- of contiguous productivity, continuous productivity, four times. So most of the sessions on the system are 80 minutes, and not 20 minutes. That's, that's a, quite a difference. That's a, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is obviously not in a place where you have, like, the, the meeting schedule that I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a boss, you know, and I have, I have yeah. in the company, there's like, we're a small company, there's like 10 of us, but uh, I am I am very conscious of how people's individual mm-hmm. work time schedule productivity works. Some people are great in the morning, I don't bug them. Some people don't really get going till noon, and I don't bug them after noon. Yeah. What, what's, your, what's your personal ideal? Are you a, more of a morning, more of an afternoon? It it varies. Mm-hmm. A lot depends. Like if I roll out, if I roll down in the morning and it's not the, we have a 10 a.m. because that's when Europe is, we're a global company. I'm on a global company, right? Um, and so some weeks, some days it's, well, we're having the team meeting at 10 a.m. Eastern because mm-hmm. that's when Europe's online. And other times that same meeting, same day might be at four in the afternoon my time because that's the week that the uh, people in Australia and Asia can join the meeting, right? Right. Um, So I'm finding, and this is even true of, 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 you know, prior jobs when whatever, I I want to be productive in the morning. I do, Mm -hmm. but that's usually when email happens, when, uh, you know, following up on all of my GitHub tickets or, or whatever happens, and that my my sweet spot is right around I want to say about one to two in the afternoon to about four or right. five my time. Right. And the the difficulty is that that's you like some days that's great and I have no meetings. Other days it's the time slot so that the West Coast is the primary focus of it, and so it's. You know, it's just crowded. Yeah. And I don't get as much done yeah. these days. It it all 
you know, it varies. Sometimes I will get up in the morning and it's just like, I don't know what happened, but that hindbrain processing you were talking about, like chewed through a problem I had been trying to solve the day before. And it's just like, I am down, I am focused, I'm rolling through it. And then I realize it's, you know, noon and I haven't even looked at my email yet, but I do need to stop and eat. Yeah. It's, it fluctuates. What's interesting about what you've said is that you are very clear about you know yourself when yeah. the optimal spot is, and most people do. Yeah. We found as well that many people think of their day, it sort of happens automatically in four two-hour sections. It tends to be two hours in the morning, and then you'll get a coffee, and then two hours till lunch, then you'll have your lunch. And two hours early afternoon to mid-afternoon, and then you might get a drink or just, you know, out with someone, water cooler time for a minute, and then two hours at the end of the day. And we all have this two hours, two hours to us in 80 minutes, typically, in, in yeah, the focus yeah, yeah. system. You go 80 minutes, 80 minutes, 80 minutes. And when, we, when we've asked very productive people, how do you manage those slots? And what, what, what's your secret? Many of them have said the first two hours, because you're fresh in the morning. The second two hours, let's do meetings. After lunch, some people are really good because they've just eaten. Other yep. people are not so good because they've just eaten. <laughs> it depends what you're eating, right? right? If you're on a lot of carbs and a lot of sugars and a lot of burgers, or unhealthy stuff, guess what? You're not going to be so good in the afternoon. Since since the pandemic started, I have I four out of five days a week I have basically a salad for lunch, right. not like a little mamby pamby, but like you know a bowl like this big around and you know right. all the vegetables and yeah it takes me twenty minutes to eat, but right. I feel so much better than if I was just like I'm gonna nuke a can of soup or I'm gonna right. have last night's leftovers. Yeah. You know? So now. Just cycling back to what you said earlier on about your own early afternoon thing. Mm -hmm. So your ideal then would be to get, you know, either thinking time or meetings out of the way, have your salad and early early lunch. Yeah. And then you are you're a, you know you'll be you'll be you know revving on all all eight cylinders for the for the afternoon. Yeah, I, I have a great divider between the two times, and that is we have our stand up every day at like 11.30 a.m. And so that's sort of like, here's here's the line between like my morning and then go get lunch and then yeah. straight into the afternoon and roll with it. So I'm yeah. familiar with that exact same timing. We're slightly different because we do an early stand-up here for the folk in different time zones. <laughs> right. <laughs> you would be around 12 o'clock our time, yeah. Yeah. But so much, so much of this affects your happiness, your oh, yeah. productivity, and how fulfilled you feel about the job you're doing is, is the touchy-feely stuff, and it's very important. So I have two questions I absolutely have to hear the answers to before we go. And they are touchy-feely questions. I think you'll appreciate that. Okay. I, I like all that. It's all good. I'm a scientist, but I work with the soft sciences, right? I'm yeah. all about yeah, yeah. psychology and psychiatry. So look, you've, you've, I'm looking at all of this, and that means there's been a lot of trial and error. There's been a lot of ups and downs. 
the music industry is difficult, and I know there was probably a lot of rejection and all of that while you're going through it, right? One of the most important questions I ask my guests, how do you personally deal with failure or when you miss that goal? Those are two separate questions. Really? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, this is mm-hmm. my, I'm on my seventh startup now. <laughs> Seven different startups, exited twice, um, you know, lost my shirt twice. Yeah. <laughs> one was, eh, another one was like, I'm still in it. Focus at will is, 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 is doing great. Um, as an entrepreneur, starting a business is really – what you're doing is you're trying to figure out a business model. Right. Product or a service and trying to find the right fit. In the, in the marketplace for that thing. And so what you may call a failure is actually just a series of experiments that are kind of titrating down to the thing that you know that you should be doing later on. Right. 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 Now, the second question that you asked me, which is how do I deal with not missing a deadline? How do I deal with upsetting someone? How do I deal with yeah, that? Yeah. That's a tough one because especially as a CEO, your word is your bond. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to be careful about giving your word. And if you say to the team, this is going to happen, X, Y, Z, you've got to pull every single thing you can to make that happen. And if you don't, what I do with my team is I'm like fully transparent. I go, listen, that didn't happen, and here's why. And if it's my fault, I'll be the first to go. I am so sorry. I messed up. I'm a human, and I don't make yep. any making excuses. I just go, I messed up. I'm I'm really sorry. I'll I'll make it right. So, it's a it's an interesting question, um, Kevin. Really, yeah. yeah. Um, I think as well. I'm in my sixties now, so. I Not think my answer, <laughs> <laughs> my answer to that question would have been different in my 30s or 40s. Oh, yeah. Right? It was very different for me in, in my 30s and 40s, uh, or at least the beginning of my 40s. Now that I've just wrapped up my 40s and we have started the 50s, um, I, I know it's very different than when I was starting my 30s. Right? The nifty 50s, I remember yeah. it well. Right. Love it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So now there's a there's a question that deals with the flip side. Uh-huh. I bet I can guess the answer to this one, but I'm going to let you answer it. And that is, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? The answer is yes. We celebrate our successes <laughs> very much. We also, um, again. If you're asking as a CEO and leader, I, I'm actually the CEO of two different companies. Yeah, yeah. One of them is Focus at Will, and the other one is a, a men's social group in Los Angeles. And um, we we celebrate, or it's it's not quite a celebration, but we we recognize that there are things that happen that are eh. Then there are things that happen that are fantastic. And with your friends, you've got to be there for them on both ends of that. 
with your yep. business partners and with people you meet, like, you know, you and I have got a lot of, in, we got a lot of in, in common here. We're both productivity fiends and da, da, da. And yeah, yeah, yeah. there are times when you do the best you can and guess what happened? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was successful, and, but it was, eh. Yeah. Right? And it, yeah. Could be, it could be that the market changed. Mm-hmm. COVID came along. Yeah. Uh, uh. Here's what happened in my business. COVID came along. A whole bunch of people canceled their subscriptions last March. I was like, oh, my God, I just lost half the business. But guess what happened in the next six weeks? That many new people came in because they were stressed and under pressure and working from home. Yeah, I was going to say, how many of them, how many of those were, were actually, it was just that gap. And then once they had adjusted to working at home, they're like, crap, I really needed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had a yeah, yeah. subscribe. So COVID, we, we survived COVID just about, you know. Uh, yeah. But that's a really good example of, hey, that was a global event that none of us could either see coming or do anything about and deal with that, you know. But we but we did okay. We didn't it, – it didn't cause us complete collapse. So that's success, but it's eh, not that exciting a success, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean – I've got friends who are in the entertainment business. I got musician friends who are on tour yeah, and yeah. all this disappeared. Friends who are in the hotel, the restaurant business and their businesses just disappeared. Yeah. They're low margin anyway. And things oh, yeah. are coming back. I'm really happy to say we can all see that happening at this stage, which is, you know, the end of March 2021. But mm-hmm. it's been a tough old year for many people. Uh-huh. I'm I'm looking forward to being able to go to concerts again. That has been my my big, like yeah no I haven't seen a lot of my family and I haven't been able to hang out with friends and we do a lot of science fiction conventions my wife and I and yeah that's great but I miss live music so bad <laughs> and I'm not alone and I know it and so you know and I know people who are musicians and I know venue owners and uh, uh, people right. who you know all that and they're hurting and. You know, just uh, success may be we have food this week, right? Mm-hmm. So um, this, this event, this global pandemic has been a yeah. level up for a lot of people. And, yeah. uh, you know, so the, the reason we're talking about the pandemic is the question was, how do you deal with failure? Well, if it's your fault, learn from it. And if it's not yep. your fault, just accept it and just go, we're going to we're going to knuckle down. We're going to do the best we can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's always. Extraordinary opportunity in adversity. Right? Yeah, I, and but that feeds naturally into success because sometimes the best you can is the success, right? Is the win. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's the, there's the big one. Um, so do you do anything for the, do you do anything? I'm sure you do, but like, do you do anything for the really big ones? Yeah, there's a lot of jumping around and screaming <laughs> and shouting, and uh, in fact, as a musician. Getting a number one record is is a big deal. Of course, where else, you know? I've, and I've had a few. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and and you, when that happens, wow! You just have to sit and go, "Damn, that was difficult to do." And I'm actually every, number one. Every time, um, my wife, as one of the award-winning authors that we've had on the show, um, right. and every time she gets nominated for something, even if she doesn't win, it's a huge thing, right? Oh. Um, and then yeah. it's even bigger when, when for the ones she's actually won. But um, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, uh, 
you know, oh, oh my God, we're we're jumping up. Of course, sometimes just signing a a, con, a four book deal is a you know, or a one book deal is that we're jumping yeah. around the house, right? <laughs> I I completely agree, and tell her congratulations from me. Last year, I had uh, uh, there was a cover of one of my songs called "Thinking About You," the one I played earlier, <laughs> and an artist called DJ Class, who's a super well-known European DJ, K L A A S, had a number one record with it. I didn't even know it had been covered. And a buddy of mine said, hey, I was in a club. I heard this great version of your song. And I was like, oh, God. the guy goes, yeah, I think it's going to be number one next week. I was like, what? <laughs> really? That's so exciting. Take those royalties and, and yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, royalties, the gifts that keep giving right up there with movie options. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a whole other conversation about that. Oh, yeah. About. I've learned so much about publishing and how the money works in the last decade. It's just crazy. It's so, hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's all the important ones. And um, so where can we uh, – obviously, focus at will.com is where people should go to find out more about the service. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, where, I'm, I'm Will at folks yeah. at will.com. So reach out to me. Cool. Uh, and I love to hear, you know, we've talked a lot about these other things. Like, what other secrets have people got? I'm fascinated with this. Uh, oh, yeah. Someone the other day said to me, they found that the temperature of the beverage they're drinking profoundly affects how productive they are. I, I was like, well, does that mean room temperature or if it's a cold beverage? What, what is that? Yeah. And they said, if there's too many ice cubes, if it's too cold, it slows them down. Oh. It's like, I wonder if there is a link between, there's my science brain going here, a link yeah, between yeah, yeah. constriction of the vessels in the throat because the cold is affecting the brain flow, maybe? I was going to say my, my big concern if it's too cold is I take that sip and suddenly, boom, you get the brain freeze because it oh, yeah. rapid cools the blood right there. Yeah. I, so yeah, It could be a subtle version of that happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I actually have one of the smart uh, mugs for my coffee that keeps it I have at a set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Keep it at the same temperature all, yeah. while I'm drinking the coffee. And yeah, yeah. That, it's it's not so much that it makes me more productive. It just makes me stop going. Oh God, why is my coffee cold? Yeah. Right. It, it doesn't break my concentration that way. It took me a while to get used to drinking it, to drinking my coffee from it, because it you expect your coffee to be kind of getting more lukewarm as you drink it. But this way, the bottom quarter of the of the cup is exactly the same shape as the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got, I, I've got the travel mug, and I was using that primarily for a long time, and that's why I'm so used to it, is because you're, you're used to, like, a travel mug taking a lot longer to get mm -hmm. cold, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, this not getting cold as quickly is like a miracle to me. Yeah. Not the I'm used to, it's just that yeah. it's like... My coffee's not cold. Yeah. What is this mad science? Um, <laughs> Don't you love it when the technology really makes sense? And and it was one of those things where like, oh, why would I buy a Bluetooth controllable temperature control mug? Yeah. And then I got one, and I was like, why didn't I buy this 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 sooner? Why didn't we do that before? Yeah, completely. Great. Yeah. And. Something has started playing in the background, which is weird. So, I don't think it's coming from me. 
No, no, it's it's totally coming from my. Oh, right, because I I the cat is rolling on my keyboard and has caused something to go weird. So there, if you don't hear it, then it's probably not recording. Um, not. We're we're gonna let me turn my keyboard back on. But Sergey, you were always trouble for me, buddy. You were always always trouble. There it is. Good. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's been great talking to you. Just weird. Uh, That last bit, very strange. So, yeah, no. So, focus at will. Your will at focus at will. Um, Yep, that's the best way of reaching me. And reach out to me, the listeners to this. Reach out and let me know what strange things you have found. Oh, yeah. Because there are probably... I, just go back through our, our links, and I bet you'll see some strange things going on anyway. So. <laughs> I noticed that when I was looking at the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. A pleasure. Absolute pleasure, yeah. And, Wish uh, you well, and thanks for doing this show for everybody. I think, oh, yeah. I think that the more conscious we are all of not wasting our time, yeah, productive, the better off we all are. I think of it as if I'm not wasting my time, I have more time to spend with my chickens. So. Yep. <laughs> and uh, on, on that note, and for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. Okay. Thank you. great talk with will i hope uh all of you folk out there had a great time listening to the talk with will uh it was exciting and there's noises in the background that are somewhat exciting are sergey trying to decide if he is you know. <laughs> buddy i no, i think he had a piece of pine straw stuck to his back and was offended Yes, he was rolling on his back and it was sticking and he was complaining and yeah, okay. It's hard not to have thumbs. Yes, it, it just, yeah, not just thumbs, but he literally cannot bend to put his paw on his back in the position it was at. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about our badge code. badge code this week. And our badge code this week is shot two. Go get your second shot, people. Is that a number or a word? That's a word. So, shot, T-W-O. Correct. Correct. And you can go to productivityalchemy.com, and you can say, you know, put the badge code into the spot where it asks for badge codes, and you will get that badge, and you can get more information on badges, and all that stuff at the same time. Yes. Yes. And while you are there, there are ways to support us. Uh, you can, I mean, obviously, like, tell your friends, be a, a sacrifice. Share and like us on Facebook. Yes, uh, the sa- interview, sacrificial interview. Not, tribute. N- yeah, tribute. Tribute is, yes. Okay, yes. Uh, somehow I got tribute mixed up with human sacrifice. 
Uh, okay, yeah. Look, it's an honest mistake. Anyway. Uh, yes, you do not have to be human sacrifice. However, if you volunteer as tribute to be interviewed, uh, that kind of thing. Tell your friends, that sort of stuff. Also, if you went to the website, you could find ways to give us money, but we always tell you don't give us money because we are doing great. Yes. Uh, give money to someone else. Who should we give it to this time? Uh, you had uh, something specific that has yes. slipped to my mind. Uh, RIP Medical Debt. Yes, that one. Uh, RIP Medical Debt. There will be a link. And mm-hmm. this is uh, the people who... Uh, mo- a lot of medical debt is... Uh, basically considered junk debt because yeah. if you're poor and you have a heart attack and you owe $100,000, well, uh, you're not going to be able to pay it because we live in the U.S., which, you know, well, not all of you live in the U.S., but Kevin and I do. Yeah. And yes, it's barbaric. We know. And um, so barbaric. So since the hospital can't collect that debt, they sell it to collection agencies where it's considered junk debt, which means... And collection agencies buy it really cheaply. Yep. Like, for 1% of the amount. Yeah, pennies on the dollar. Pennies on the dollar, basically. So you can donate 100 bucks, and uh, I think it's a a 10 to 1, basically, when they get in. And then, instead of collection agencies, this company just goes and buys medical debt and then notifies the, the people, hey... You don't know. You don't owe any money anymore, and yeah. you can do it for you know. I think it's a like I said, a ten to one ratio. So, for a hundred bucks, you forgive a thousand bucks of medical debt, or ten thousand. I don't even know how it works, but it's a lot. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, it's it's ridiculous. So, uh, and they have managed to uh, clear millions of dollars of debt this way. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, kick them a few bucks, you can make someone else's life a whole lot easier. Oh, yeah. And uh, worth doing. And also, I'd like to say that the debt collection agencies that are buying this debt so cheap and then pursuing the people and their relatives and their relatives' relatives and their descendants if they're deceased until they, in an attempt to collect this money, are vile, vile lampreys on the butt cheeks of society. Uh, well said, yes. Yeah. So any chance to take business away from them, even better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe if we all live long enough, someday this will no longer be an issue, but at the moment we're living in the world we've got, so. Yes. Yeah. So there's a link to a place to do that, and, uh. Yep. Very first link on the episode every week is now our charity spotlight. Woo! And is there anything else? That's, that's it. That's cool. it. Just, you know, folks, go out, get your shot, stay socially distanced, wear your masks, and do your best to, you know, stay productive. Yay!